1: Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit HER2Results.com to learn more
2: Airpods Pro with adaptive audio Available on Airpods Pro 2nd generation when enabled
3: If you
4: want
2: to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy Hulu is here for you
3: What are
5: you waiting for? Let's go!
2: Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu
5: Seriously! Every I'm your
2: person Every Now we dance it out Every McDreamy Every McSteamy Every Grey's Ever now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday.
6: Well, There he wh- is. There
7: he is. <laughs>
3: yeah. what, one minute late, huh?
7: I knew you were going to say something. I knew that's, you were going to try that's say how something. how you're doing
3: it now? One minute late?
7: Try so- I've never been anything but five minutes early. I knew you were going to say some wow. shit.
3: One minute late, and you got a hat on and everything. Look at you. You got a little scully on.
7: Don't you find this weather in L.A. is like, if you stand in one spot, it's hot, and if you stand in another spot, it's cold?
3: Isn't that called um, global warming?
7: No, it's probably called fall in L.A., because in the sun, you could wear a bathing suit, and then in the shadows, I need my hat.
3: Isn't that called global warming?
7: Yo, it's voting day. This is fucking election day, everybody. It's, it's, uh, it's, holy the day. cow.
3: Yo, first of all, you voted already, obviously. Yes, of course. I went and dropped
7: it off in the ballot box in West Hollywood. Hell yeah. I did,
3: I did so myself, not in West Hollywood, but uh, in my neighborhood.
7: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm really excited about the turnout so far. Yes. I am, I, I, you know, you guys aren't going to hear this until what what what, what when does It is election day. This is, election day. It'll this be e- is Tuesday this election day. This will be day. Tuesday so election day. We need to be day.
7: encouraging people who haven't done it to do it. That's why yeah.
3: we're here. Forget not the only- scrubs podcast. We're here to tell you to vote. No, not no, that's not why we're here. All right. But forgot. not only but not only that tonight for all of you who've gone out and voted already, you get to watch television and watch the election. And this probably is going to be – like they're taking bets on this election. This is right. the most anyone has ever put money down on I know, elections. but we need to
7: warn people as a public service announcement, right, Daniel and Joelle, yes. that we yeah. may not know these results on Tuesday uh, no. Trump is very, 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 very committed to saying we need to know the results that night. That's bullshit because of the happen. incredible surge of mail-in voting uh, some some states aren't even allowed to start counting until the day of, so uh, everyone needs to be prepared and prepare their friends that this might not be the typical situation where we know the result uh, that night tonight.
6: Sorry, I'm, I have to speak like we're <laughs> or like it's Tuesday. Probably closer to two thousand when we had the whole like hanging Chad Florida votes kind of thing happening. It'll be a similar situation to that where probably a week or so after we'll have a final. We'll really Florida, Florida,
3: yes. Florida, once again, Florida, once again, is the biggest. Uh, whoever wins Florida is probably going to win this election once again. And Ohio, too, probably. But Pennsylvania, Florida, once again, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania,
6: Pennsylvania is really
7: Pennsylvania. the one Pennsylvania. And I'm so? the, the surprise but, yeah. of Texas you think, you because, because it, there is a little Texas talk about Texas yeah. flipping, which would be Texas all record. of
3: a sudden, too. That would be amazing, right? That feels How like a long shot. But there being? is yeah. talk
7: of Texas flipping.
3: More people voted this year in Texas already than they voted in in, in four years ago, Right in 2016. That's amazing. More people already. Listen,
7: here's your public service announcement from your good friends at Fake Doctors, real friends. If you're listening to this and you haven't voted yet, we're begging you. We're down on our knees. Please go vote. Yes. Participate. Please. Please.
3: Please. I just want you, listen, I just want you to speak your mind. You know, I'm not the one that's going to sit here and tell you who to vote for. Just go out there, speak your mind, make your voice heard.
7: I just want to say, um, please, please, please vote. I am on my knees. Uh, what's that song? I'll get down on my knees, kiss the ground
3: mm-hmm. that you walk on, baby. I, I just know if I'm I down on, just on hold my knees, it. begging you, please, baby, come back. I've let you go. Donald got to and I believe have never asked. In a feeling of love. Infinity it, won't hurt anymore. Don't want to believe our love. If whatever the fuck he said. <laughs> I'm, down cold. I'm down on my knees. Yeah. I'm begging you, please come home. Can we go back to the days our love has gone? See how I modulated? That was good. Can who is that? Can you tell? You don't know who the fuck? You- what? Wait, what? I don't know. I'm sorry. Don't judge me. <laughs> What
7: <laughs> is it a Brian McKnight?
3: <laughs> oh, my God. The fact that you know who Brian McKnight is already. Thank goodness. But no wrong black person. Wrong black. No, soul it's bullsinger. an
7: R&B soul singer. I don't know who it is. It's boys, boys to, men. to men. All right. Calm down, dude. I'm sorry. I don't know boys to men. I only know. It's
3: at the end of the run. That's what I was just singing. You more. Oh,
7: well, I only know the fucking chorus. Dick
3: fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cock Soak
7: so that's not a diss yeah it is i like making up new disses for you um anyway so please vote we're begging you we're begging you we're begging you uh, somebody just heard my
3: phone ring and my phone was so loud in my headphones i'm sure you heard do do we did and
7: then also um please uh, the other public service announcement is prepare your friends and uh, community that uh, tonight might not be the night that you know and don't let uh, don't let anyone tell you differently because of uh, the obscene amount of of, of ballots they're
3: going to have to count. Well, not just not just that. Also, if it doesn't go your way, please don't fucking go crazy. And yeah, and, please and, don't loot. Please don't. St- please please don't start a civil war. Please please please, don't please let's let's not have a civil war. Yeah, America. F- yeah. Please don't make that be. Please don't make that be what happens. I have a friend this. who
7: left the country. He's like, "Fuck this! I'll see what happens." And that was one way to go. Um, hey, um, let's talk about Baby Yoda, because that was supposed to be your surprise. Now, as you, some of you will recall, I told Donald that I arranged for him to get a very special present. The plan was for him to open it live on the air. He doesn't open it live on the air. He opens it. He posts about it. Doesn't even text me. Doesn't even say, like, dude, how dope it is this? Thanks for hooking it up.
3: It didn't say it was from you. It said Sideshow Collectibles.
7: Yeah, well, Sideshow
3: Collectibles hooked it up because of me. It didn't say, yo, because of Zach, you're getting this baby Yoda. Yeah. Donald Fazon. I thought Sideshow was just looking out because they know no. I love Star Wars. No, they Zach, weren't. I'm, I'm going to take this moment on fake doctors, real friends. to Go ahead. Shout out a best friend of mine. God,
7: God, better be. <laughs> he always,
3: you. he always, he always looks out for a brother. I do. Gets me I toys. Do. Yep. Buys me toys. Uh, we collaborate together. Loves um, you, uh, and sends loves you f- me. Sends you funny gifts. S- sends me funny gifts as well. And Seth Green. <laughs> thank you so much. Why, why Seth Green? Because he does that. For <laughs> no, this is not oh, a satisfying fucking. Oh wait, 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 wait! My bad, my bad, my bad,
7: my bad. <laughs> well, that was not that funny. A and B. I'm sliding this tear over. That's
6: so mean. Oh, man. Um, okay, so no, let's give anyway, me No, wait, 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 I know wait, you, wait. Hold
3: up, let me give you one hundred, Zach. Thank you very much. That's, I really appreciate it. It's actually something that is sitting in my um, in my uh room, uh, where I watched the mandalorian four times already you've already watched it it four times it came out today it came out today uh well it came out when it came out this is supposed to be election day but it well we
7: we record this on friday
3: and it came out on friday anyway and i uh did you I i haven't seen it so no spoilers but did you like it oh it's so fucking dope oh Excuse my language, George Lucas and JJ uh, Abrams. Excuse your language. We're calling each when other I, curses. From all here bad. on out, from here on out, when I talk about Star Wars, I'm trying my hardest not to curse.
7: Okay.
3: I'm gonna respect. Okay. I'm gonna respect uh, Star Wars so much that I'm gonna curb my uh, language when talking about Star Wars. Okay. But it's uh, so amazing, dude. It is so. It was. Listen, I I enjoyed it so much, and a friend of mine's in it, and it was just. It was just something that I, you know, somebody who I played basketball against and somebody who I played, you know, on the same team and also, you know, celebrity all star games and stuff like that is on the Mandalorian uh, in this episode and has some iconic stuff uh, going on with him. And I just it was just really awesome to see. Well, did you watch?
0: I watched it twice. I loved it. I thought it was really good. It's so much more improved. It improves a lot on season one. I think they learned a lot from how they shot it. I feel like there's a lot more depth. I thought the Western aspects of it soared. And there's like, ah, the way that they bring up small things in the background of the movies and make them the center of the show is just, like, it just fills your Star Wars heart with love. It's so good.
6: Yeah. you see it yet? Uh no, I have not watched it yet. I, I think I have to, to wait for those. my girlfriend.
7: She's she's out of town, but back uh tomorrow I'm pretty sure I have to wait. Why? She's a, Because you know, I don't know how it is with you and your relationship. I didn't wait I didn't wait
3: for my wife. Uh uh
7: there are shows that we get in uh we have to wait or we um have <laughs> uh you know. She you know, we share it. We she loves it too, so we watch it together. Have you started watching A Bachelor yet? You know what I have to do? Oh. I give this I don't watch that shit. <laughs> You don't watch The Bachelor, (laughs) okay? I mean, I, I, well, this is the one. It's The Bachelorette right now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I I didn't. I, I watched like the first episode, and I was like, "This is so stupid. Why am I watching this?" Oh my gosh! You know
3: what? Sure, whatever. Candy. Yeah. You watch it with your wife. That's you watch it because that's something you watch with your wife. Daniel, it's so tasty. It's, it's, like, so <laughs> it's so tasty. It's so tasty.
6: Just god, a pure, just sour patch like, kids. Just oh my mm-hmm. god! It's like you're it's
3: like you're going to see a Marvel movie and you've got all of the freaking uh, candy in your lap. It's the
5: Marvel movie for it. drama. I'm so oh my God! It's just like <laughs> I don't oh, like so
7: it. Bad. I don't like the ones where it's men competing. I, uh, oh, so it's I, the best. I, I
3: pref- it's to see how petty men can be. No, is the I think best the women fighting is fun,
7: way more entertaining. No, than
3: men my brother. Now. No, my brother. That's like that's like freaking uh, stereotypical. You, 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 you. That's I'm what just the telling show you what is. I prefer. I'd
7: rather watch <laughs> a bunch of women <laughs> argue than watch a bunch of men argue. I'm sorry. Nah, it's
3: way funnier to watch men try to. Stay in between the lines of not getting punched in the face and still <laughs> trying to insult somebody. I That's saw the funniest the thing I've ever episode, seen in she my seemed life. seemed
7: in love with the black guy who's the first guy she met. It was like, oh, it seems like it's over. She was just like yeah. drop jog. It she is. It
3: it, it, it it is over. A new bachelorette will be on. A new bachelorette <laughs> <laughs> will be on, and the two of them run off uh, together. Wait, first in the of middle all, of the sh- for- in the
7: middle of the show. Yes, in the three episodes third, episode, in third, the third
3: episode. Third episode. Third episode. Disney, oh, that's, that's uh, ABC, TV. ABC, you're welcome for this, for this, for this. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're welcome, shameless, ABC. Shameless.
7: So, uh, and some people might be upset by spoilers, but I don't give a fuck. You're telling me he, she picks the black the show, guy like three episodes in and it's, they have to
3: change the person out? It is, it, yeah. it changed the Bachelorette that's funny. out. And, 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 and some of the dudes like, and you see like, especially after like all of the Me Too stuff has happened and you start to realize, you start to recognize as a man, some of the, things that aren't acceptable anymore and how men talk to women and how all of that happens and stuff like that you really see some well at least one dude just go into like a tirade where it's like dude your power move you're trying to pull a power move on this on this young lady and that is totally whack and then then she flips it and she's pulling power moves on these dudes just for this one dude just for this one guy man it's like it's, 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 I, 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 when it came You're on. Talking i talking
7: about The Bachelorette. Like yeah, dude. Like fucking a, dude, a Marvel movie. When You're it so came on,
3: this. when it came on, I told my wife, I'll be in the other room. Please don't bother me. <laughs> I went to the fridge to get like some, like some, uh, uh, GT's kombucha. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, as I'm grabbing the kombucha, Within seconds, I was already making my way towards the couch asking, wait, <laughs> what?
4: <laughs> Dude, it's
3: like,
7: it's- Is this it's... the only thing that you and your wife watch together?
3: Yeah, because she's into all of that freaking, you know, 48 hours and, you know, right. the murder. Know, true crime. You know, true now, what about sports? Does she watch the sports with you? Yeah, she, you know, she's the one that got me into football. I wasn't really into football unless the Giants were involved, you know, when I was a kid. And I became a grown man and met my wife- at you know thirty something years old uh, in my early thirties, and she took me to my first football game ever, and she took me to see wow. a New York team play her hometown team, mm-hmm. and it was like, and we sat in the box of the quarterbacks and shit like that. It was like, oh, because she's it, dialed in. Yeah, well, you know her her best friend was dating the quarterback of the oh, Dallas Cowboys yeah. at the time, D- yeah, or Sports they were guy. about or they were about to date. But anyway, it was one of the, and it was Thanksgiving and. It was like my first time, not really flying home, and you know I didn't. I I I was divorced from my ex-wife, God rest her soul, and so I'm not going over to their house and spending Thanksgiving with my kids. And she took me to Dallas uh, for my first time, really in Dallas, to a football game. And this was very early in our relationship, and I got to hang out with you know the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys and other players. It was really cool and she got me into football and now i know more about football than she does
7: um, all right should we get in the show donald why don't you count us into some fun 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 programming with our favorite numbers five six, six seven six eight
3: about
6: show we made about a bunch of doctors and nurses and a-
7: Welcome to the program, everybody. We are wow. so appreciative that you listen to this. Uh, we are so appreciative of you liking just sitting around chatting with us all. Uh, we love doing it for you and uh, and Donald is going to summarize the show as he often does often takes him roughly thirty seven seconds we We never know what's gonna happen.
3: okay, so this one with this one I had to I, I watched the show earlier and then I went out and did my daily stuff and Came back, uh, and now that I look at my notes, I like what I wrote, but I feel like I missed a couple of things, so there might be a little bit of ad-libbing in this to all Okay, the
7: listeners oh, out so there. this is exciting for, for fans. Donald may riff, he may, um, what do you
3: call it when a rapper just
0: freestyles?
3: Fre- you freestyle. Well, this yeah. is well, th- yeah, because it's not off the top, so there is a right. bit of freestyle in it, like you so might
7: freestyle as you are spinning some bars. You may freestyle. That's my Dude right there, man. Can I ask a side note question? When guys are like Eminem, like spitting freestyle bars, don't you think they have it all that shit memorized? They're not really fucking. No, but but that's the
3: difference between freestyle and off the top of the head. So off the top of the head is when it's completely, you're making it up right there at that moment. Freestyle is when you're giving people uh, bars that you've written and put together already uh, for free. You know what I mean, and people get to listen to your stuff. But that video when
7: Eminem was like in the garage
3: and he was like "Nimma, nimma, nuh.
7: that was off.
3: that was off the top of the head, probably. Really, you believe that? He's. You're talking about when he's. Which one are you talking about? You're I don't know. About the I, one...
7: I don't watch a lot of this, but I remember like a few years ago, one or two years ago, Eminem was like in a parking garage, and all his boys were sitting on a car. Right. And, and that he's was walking around. that was the BET awards. Chris did a big spoof of it. That yeah, went that, was B- of
3: it. that was a That was a BET awards. I believe that was off the top of the head. I believe that was off the top of the head. I feel like when rappers do freestyle, the verse is a little bit more. Daniel, you could correct me if you believe I'm wrong, but I feel like the verse is a little bit more polished when it's freestyle. Like, so if somebody goes on the radio and they're like, spit a couple of bars, and they're like, all right, this is freestyle. It's just like a bunch of songs that they put together, or a bunch of lines that they put together, just just for. And it's not necessarily in a right. in an order, but when it's but when it's off the top of the head, they're just coming in and saying, all right, I'm not gonna say anything that I've written before, this is all about right now, you know what I
6: mean? Uh, I wanted to offer a slightly different perspective on the same idea. Um, as a DJ, I would very rarely plan DJ sets. Like I would rarely plan, this song goes into this song goes into this song goes into this song because I've been DJing for a very long time. And with that, in my head already, I have hundreds and hundreds of one, two, three song combinations that I know are gonna work well together. So That's Oprah, freestyle. freestyle right exactly so over that set I may be putting together a couple different pieces that mm-hmm. I already know work together in a set that I'm not necessarily planning so maybe the order of right. the songs I've played I've never ever played before but it doesn't mean that a couple of those transitions I don't know very very well and I think right. it's the same thing with freestyle rap these guys have you know worked with these themes and motifs and all of this stuff so much that a lot of those rhymes a lot of those you know lyrical plays are pieces that they've done over and over and over, maybe not in that order, maybe not on that topic, but it's a subject. Mm-hmm. it's a method that they're very familiar with, so it's kind Got of it. you know I don't want to say easier, but it's like it's it's part of the practice right well said well said right I, I right. guess
7: I'm just cynical when people are like supposedly coming up with it n- not like freestyle, just like totally totally um, totally fresh and I'm like, come on buddy you fucking no, well, that there, out last
3: night. well, there are some people that do have that talent though there are some people that you know. To go into a recording booth and do your verse and do it in one take is a talent. You know what I mean? That means you've not only uh, worked on it, but you're so connected to the beat that you're able to ride the rhythm. Also, you know. But and, that's different.
7: A guy goes in, doesn't he? Usually, write it out when he
3: goes in the recording booth. Well, sometimes he writes it at that moment and then goes oh. in, or or as Jay Z, Jay Z. Is one of the masters of freestyle. Little Wayne, he was one of the masters of freestyle. But if uh, if you don't write your rhymes and you just try to think of it in your, you know, you you think about Biggie. No, the notorious B.I.G. is the king of this, where he would sit in the studio and just listen to the beat. And as he listened, he'd sit there and rehearse it in his head, right? And then as it went on, as it got to the point where you know, you know, like you know, uh, uh, I don't know how long it would take. He'd be like, all right, I'm ready. And then he'd go into the booth and drop what he was rehearsing. Mm-hmm. To do that, that's freestyle to me. You know what I mean? All like right. It's like, in my mind, all right, I'm going to say this, 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 and this, and this. And at this part, I'm going to try and freak it like this. Okay, and then I said, right, right, right. And then always go back. And when you listen to it, the ah, uh, and the, you know what I mean? Him catching the beat, all of that shit is so raw because mm-hmm. it's it's not written. It's It's... Him feeling it and being in it—that's a bit of freestyle right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a, that's a, uh, and that's what makes the great ones. Jay Z is another one that does that. Uh, I heard Lil Wayne's somebody that does that. I, I heard he just would just go on for days, sit in front of a little microphone and a and a keyboard, and just rap and rap and rap and rap and rap. And rapping, and rapping, and rapping, and rapping, rapping, rapping. That's how it was source. when I
7: did my uh, Passover rap that I sang for you guys um, a while back. And um, did you sing your Passover rap,
6: or was that on something else?
3: Didn't I do my Passover rap for you guys? I don't think so. I don't think I've ever heard your Passover rap. Did you do the uh, whole thing? Yeah,
6: you said. T- yeah, you did your Passover rap. Yeah, thanks uh, a lot, yeah. Donald. Yeah, when you were talking, you were talking. It was um, Lane, Helen,
7: Zach took a trip to Boston. <laughs> yeah, one, one... Uh,
6: th- something about like something about like the reasons unknown. Just remember your <laughs> cones.
7: Yeah. Now I was fired, Donald. Thanks for remembering. <laughs> I remember. <that.
3: laughs> Dog. What? Can we hear it again?
7: Yeah. One day,
3: four people took a trip to
7: Boston, Elaine, Hall, Hal, and Zach, and an Audi 5000. The reason for the trip was Passover time. If we snook some bread and it would be a crime. Just remember on this five-hour trip, McDonald's and Burger King, we would skip. The reason for this deed was Passover time. If we snook some bread and it would be a crime. Why did we go so far when we could pray at home? The reason was unknown. Just remember your comb. <laughs>
3: That's slick, man. Yeah, ours. You know know what I love about that? You know what I love about that? I just what? I love that as a youth, you understood that your parents were just taking you on this long-ass journey so that you would not think about food. But on this (laughs) journey, (laughs) you guys passed McDonald's and Burger King and all of these spots. This was at that time of
7: like um, the Beastie Boys, like fight for your right to party era, right? So that was my introduction as a Jewish uh, kid in North Jersey. I didn't know anything about any other rap, really, other than the Beastie Boys singing, You gotta fight!
3: Oh, that, you're right! That's the only Beastie Boys you knew as a youth? No, I knew
7: the whole album. I'm just saying that I, 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 you can go ahead and make your jokes that all that right, was no, no. my
3: introduction to rap, but that's what, what it was. What, 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 let me ask you one question. What? On that record, what was your favorite song? I, don't, I would have to look at the track list. I don't have it memorized. The one with the plane, right? The, the one with the plane yeah. on it? Did you like Paul Revere at all?
7: Yes! I even got some of that memorized, I think. That's one of the best. I did it like this. I did it like that. I did it with a wiffle ball bat. So So. I'm on the run. The cops got my gun. And right about now, I'm trying to have some fun. The king at Rock, that is my name, and I got the fly spotted about the champagne. Okay! (laughs) ZB got old school, y'all. All right, come on. (laughs) Let's talk about this fucking TV show, Scrubs. That's why people are here. Oh, wait.
3: All right, so do your recap. Ready? Okay, here we go. And start. Carla and Elliot are best friends thanks to Eric Estrada. Dr. Kelso orders the hospital new stethoscopes, but pays the price for trying to cut the corners. JD's dating Jordan's sister, and Cox hates this so much that he tries to sabotage it. No relationship is perfect. You have to nurture all relationships, all of them, whether they be at work or with a person. And oftentimes, just showing up isn't enough. Effort is required. And sometimes it's hard to muster up the energy to do so because life is exhausting. But if you have love, you fight for it. Mm. If you love what you do, you follow through. Your effort and attention to others' needs could be what's required to save a relationship. Amen. Amen. Relationships are hard, Don. You got to work at it. You got to work. You got to work. But it's not just, but it's not, you know... Um, I you know that's 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 the theme of this show, but it's not just you know with another person. Your relationship with your job is just as important. Sure. Your relationship with you know how you are with the outside world. If that I, I don't I don't know I don't know how you would describe that relationship, but who you are when you step in front of the world is just as important as you know how you manifest and nurture your personal relationship. The question
7: is: In all your relationships, do you want to put in the work? or do you want to run? And, or do you, uh, right,
3: right, or do you want to or do you want to just see what happens? And and you know, Cox and JD are a perfect example of two dudes that just wanted to get the fuck out of the the hospital and you know, uh because of this annoying patient and realize at dinner that they're being a little too insensitive and that holy cow, maybe we, you know, we're not seeing the signs because we're not paying attention to our job. We're not doing the best that... We're not being the best that we can be. Mm-hmm. And we're not listening to what this young lady is saying to us. Mm-hmm. And and so at the end, when they rush back to the hospital, when they realize what the problem is, you know, that, that really... That was a big moment for me. Because th- this episode isn't necessarily my favorite episode. It's not no. necessarily the funniest I did find, episode. Didn't you find it
7: odd, though? I mean, it didn't cross their minds that she... I mean, she fucking ate... Pesticide, like yeah. they didn't cross their mind that like she might be suicidal. I thought that was a little weird.
3: That was very that. W- well, you know, we
7: they don't were like, uh, say- we we've done all these uh, tests, and uh, we even sent some people to your house, and we just can't figure out why there might be pesticide in your system. I don't know. I just thought was a little weird it's you know hey but what do i know i'm not a genius bill lawrence whose show ted lasso just got picked up for two more seasons that's amazing congratulations you know how big bill. that show is internationally and domestically that i mean they picked it up for they haven't even started season 2 and they picked up 2 and 3 so <laughs>
1: go bill
6: damn bill? Spe- that's so crazy cuz speaking of which oh fish, no, 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 no
8: interrupting bill oh man. Is interrupting, just when i just gave him a compliment interrupting bill Oh, he's into all right. I'm he's trying to song out. You thought he was cocky before. Wait for this. Um, I've missed you guys. Um, you're doing a great job on my podcast. I appreciate it. What a dick. Uh, so here is the question for today, and don't cheat. Um, my 15 seconds. Every time you guys enter Jill Tracy's room, um, you know, doctors only spend 15 seconds with a patient, on average. Um, and a clock comes up. One. Question 1. Do you think that's a real thing or that we made it up for the show?
7: Um I think it must be a real thing. It's too weird to not it's it's it, to me it's too random and weird to have been made up. It does feel short as someone who's unfortunately spent a bunch of time in hospitals in the last few years. Um but I feel like he wouldn't pull that out of his butt.
3: Donald, I think, that, think I think I think they made it up. Okay. All right. Let's find out.
8: Wrong or right? <laughs> Uh, It's not really a a real thing. And um, uh, we did make it up for the show because I find that uh, if you put a small dramatic thing like that in there that people believe, it actually kind of helps your storytelling. But the even more crafty cheating um, aspect to this, every time you went in there and the 15-second clock showed up, do you think it was actually 15 seconds? No,
7: it wasn't. I know that. I know that from Scrubs Wiki. uh, I'm sorry, that's a bit of a cheat. But uh, Scrubs Wiki, of course, points out how um, those segments are by no means 15 seconds.
6: (laughs) Let's
8: find out. Correct. It was not. Um, (laughs) uh, I think one of them might even be 27 (laughs) or 30 seconds. But we just slowed down the countdown uh, so we could do whatever we want. And that's how you cheat in television.
7: There you
3: Uh, go. Thank you, Interrupting Bill, for that. Uh, I like that. That was a very fun Interrupting Bill for me. It
7: was, you know, why? Uh, you know, I thought because he's the, the top showrunner in in town this week that he might come on extra cocky, uh, but no, he held it together. He held his ego in check.
3: <laughs> I'm, that's I'm actually really going awesome. to dinner with. I'm going to dinner man. with
7: him and Krista tonight. So if there's anything you want me to discuss oh, with great. them,
3: you know, tell them I'm I'm getting in shape. I got a job that's gonna, you know, make me get in shape for a little What's, bit. What uh, are you
7: hiding from the audience? What job is this? Do you not want to talk about it?
3: No, we could talk about it. I, you know, th- this might get cut, but um, well, you can beep. We can beep it or something.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: I signed on to do like. Oh. And so. Oh! Yeah.
6: oh Joelle's gonna <laughs> lose her fucking mind.
0: What? That's amazing! Congratulations! Congratulations! Uh, no. What
3: a cool booking! Congrats. Yeah, and so uh, we'll see what happens uh, with that. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it, but you guys well, can know about it. Well, we
7: could beep it. We can beep the title, but um, yeah, we'll beep that. So, is that pushing your training into full gear? Are we pelotoning the shit out of us ourselves now?
3: Yeah, there's some nudeness, perhaps. Oh, and, are we going to uh, see uh, your eel? You're not gonna see my eel. No, there's no, <laughs> there's no way that Casey will allow that. Casey's like, they. I don't want anybody seeing your butt or your eel. I don't want to see booty or frontal. No, I have a question. Does Casey, Casey, weigh Casey in? Casey's like you can show chest, you can show, you can show belly button. What you can, and you so can you're show, not allowed to do a sex scene. Crease. You can show crease.
7: Are you show not, cre- not allowed to sh- do a sex scene? Casey would well, limit apparently
3: that? Apparently, I have to simulate sex on the in the in the in the show. So how
7: can Casey how can Casey limit your ability as a, a handsome male actor to do a sex scene? I don't believe in
3: because that. Because the showrunner made the mistake of saying you don't have to do the the nudity part isn't necessarily important. I the think we should see is. your
7: ass. You have a nice bubble, and I think the earth <laughs> needs to see it bounce. The earth?
0: Yeah. <laughs> bounce. The whole
7: earth? Well, anyone who watches the show should see that shit <laughs> bounce. Right, Joel?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you're comfortable with it, I don't know.
3: <laughs> Casey's not comfortable with it. Casey's like, ain't nobody seeing your ass bounce. Oh, uh, I, I wish it. she would. She's got to loosen up about that. She whatever. probably will loosen up about about it by the time we get to it. Yeah. But as of, um, as of anyway. right now, as of right now, she's like, do you really want people to see how you fuck? Is that what oh you really God. try Yeah, Whoa. you do. You want, <laughs> you want to show how good you
7: are. Will your eel be getting its own credit or, or do you share a, a credit? All right. Let's talk about the show.
3: We share a title sequence. It's okay, the eel yeah, and a the shared the, card. It's yeah, a shared, card, card. shared card. Shared card. Speaking shared
7: card. of names for cocks, that's uh, how the show opens up. JD's oh. name, uh, is, his penis's name is Little Buddy. Um, he doesn't like that. He wishes it was named Big Al. <laughs> And, um, and this moment, when I'm dancing naked in front of Tara Reed, is what I told you in the last episode when my sock fell off, and uh, she was able to see my giblets in their entirety. That's unfortunate When I remember for thinking, her. like, I remember thinking, no, it might, might, might have been nice for her, but I remember thinking like, <laughs> "Oh no, Tara, it's, there's a lot of air conditioning, and I have more to offer the world than what you're seeing. Oh, for fuck's
2: sake, just stop talking about willies.
7: Sorry, Deb. (laughs) Sorry, Deb. Just one more second, Deb.
3: We're getting into willie talk. But um, do you have a name for uh, your stuff? My junk? No, I don't. I don't. um, I don't. (laughs) Do you? Well, you've named my junk. Eel. Eel. uh, Black whale. (laughs) I never called it black whale.
7: How have you? Uh, when you? Yeah, you,
3: you
6: did. did. <laughs> you had to
7: do this too for um, for Scrubs when that, that episode where you're walking in through the uh, the parking, parking lot. lot. So you just take a tube sock and you just yeah. kind of tuck everything in, and that's yeah. what that's what fell off when I started doing that wacky dance.
3: You didn't put. You didn't try to put like a rubber band at the base. Well, I didn't want to cut off
7: circulation and lose a nut.
3: You're not going to cut off circulation, dude. They. they they, what they if make, they were like the scene is they, uh,
7: that's a cut on the scene, Zach. Um, your scrotum is blue. <laughs> they
3: they they make these things, in for sex. Oh well. Like oh,
7: that. oh, I didn't. So I didn't you're have not going to cut yourself off. I didn't have anything professional like that. Um, color very, me were, mine. What? You Go were, ahead. What?
3: Sorry, you were very, very, very uh, secure in the fact that a sock would be able to keep little buddy covered.
7: Well, I, I learned the the hard way, no pun intended, Donald, that um, <laughs> that it did not work. So, Tara Reed, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so, color me mine, uh, the uh, very, very adorable African-American man next to me is Pookie, who was uh, one of our main uh, lighting electricians on the show for the, almost the whole run of the show. He was Pookie in
3: the beginning. And then he was like, I don't want to be called Pookie no more. My name's Chris.
7: I never got a change. Maybe that was you being tough guys like alpha males. He was always Pookie to me.
3: Nobody. He changed his name to everybody halfway through because he was sick and tired of being called Pookie.
7: Well, I never heard that. I never got the memo. If I saw him today, I'd give him a, well, I wouldn't be able to give him a big hug, but I'd yell Pookie. Um, Remember when
3: Pookie lost all that weight too?
7: Yeah. By the way, Pookie may have been in the rerun dance uh, sequence. Absolutely he was. was. Absolutely he was. Great guy. Really, really great guy.
3: Yeah, what one of, um, one of one of our favorites, one yeah. Of and he was one of you people. know, some of, the,
7: some of the crew members did the whole nine years with us. And uh, I, I think Pookie came and went a little bit, but he was with us almost yeah. the whole time, yes. he was. Um, you know, uh, electrician doing uh setting up setting and focusing the lights. He, uh and he
3: and he made a lot of and he made a lot of uh cameos on the show. This, yeah, is the, this, this is, is the beginning of seeing him, yeah. This is the beginning of seeing him, but you'll you'll reckon you'll find him a lot more as this. As this There's a gag reel
7: moment in one of the seasons where where I'm running lines with him. Uh, He was playing. Do you remember
3: that? He was playing. No, yeah. We actually filmed it. And it wasn't, you guys weren't running lines. Somebody was supposed to be in the scene. They were like, all right, Pookie. It wasn't you, though. I think it was a woman, was Was it? Elliot or something. Yeah. Yeah, And they were like, Pookie, you get up in there and do it. And he gets in there. And we all thought he was going to freaking, you know, be like, I can't do it, guys. Yeah, and they, he played and, the and shit out of it. He played that. he went hardcore with it too. The funny thing is
7: he still had like all his gear on and all it, his the walkie, gear on, yeah. He had like his walkie-talkie <laughs> earpiece and all that shit, but he just played that played it so straight like he was Elliot or something. Yeah, it was so funny. Yeah, it was
3: really good, man. It was really awesome, man. All right, listen. Um,
7: I don't know if it's us. Uh Tara and I are, or I'm feeling it's probably stunt people that fall out of that tree, but you can totally see the mat that's hidden under like a really lame piece of astroturf. Um, I just, lo- I just
3: love, I love the fact that JD's ideal date with a girl, to kiss for yeah. the first time, was in a tree.
7: Yeah, he's such just a like, nerd.
3: Just like the song, <laughs> just like the song.
7: K i s s i n g.
3: That's right. Classic. Yeah, I uh, JD is
7: such a fucking dork. It's amazing he got these uh, great women because he is so nerdy. I think but, it's um, so
3: endearing. I think it's so endearing that this is how JD is. Right. I think. You don't. You don't. You don't think his sensitive? No, I do. I think
7: he's nerdy and and charming, and people and women um, uh, and men, uh, depending on uh, what you're into, uh, love to laugh. And so he gets. I'm guessing he gets chicks. I mean, obviously, he's a doctor, which is impressive, but also because he's silly and goofy and, and makes him laugh.
3: Wow. He reminds me of Hugh Grant in, what's that? Uh, in every with? Hugh Grant movie? <laughs> right, pretty much. But him and Julia Roberts. Uh, oh, Notting Hill? Notting Hill. And yeah. how Hugh Grant's kind of like, oopsie-daisy. Like, J.D. Yeah. says things like that. And that's, yeah. I don't know, that's endearing. I I, I I totally get why J.D. has such a great, uh, is, is a ladies' man. Um. How
7: about that door hit? I do at three twenty eight. That was pretty damn nice. If I, yeah, I wrote if that I can if I give myself a uh, a comedic stunt pat on the back, it's a nice door hit. And I don't think I'd done a glass door hit since the pilot. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's the first time I've run into that. What's supposed to be the very same door, although in the pilot, we all know we were in a different
3: hospital. Yeah, and the fact that these two are so comfortable, you know, in the fact that the, the fact that. J.D. so comfortable in Cox's house, fooling around with this young lady is a little, that that was just caught me kind of off guard. When he walked in and he was like, and he's yelling at the two of you for, you know, (laughs) cuddling and being all cutesy in the morning and stuff. Yeah. That caught me off guard. Like the fact that JD feels that comfortable now that he's willing to bang in Dr. Cox's house is...
7: It's pretty funny though. When I when I when I, he catches me naked and I hold up the picture of his baby in front of my right. groin,
3: and he's like, "Right, well that."
7: <laughs> and then I turn it around, and, and it's, it's him. His face. Yeah. And by the way, it's the season <laughs> one promotional picture. Yeah. Like, well, way to go, props department. Like, let's just <laughs> grab a fucking Scrubs promo pic of him <laughs> and put it in the frame. Um, <laughs> uh, that was funny. Yeah. A uh, Waffle time song. He's like, "Do not sing." The- when I come in the kitchen, I'm like. Waffle time, it's waffle time. Won't you have some waffles
3: of mine? I don't know if that's the melody. I, I, I was going to ask you because at the Won't end of it. Won't you
7: have some waffles of mine? I forgot what the melody was. but
3: Well, be at the end of it, you you uh, sing along with him. So was this something that you two made up at that moment? No, he's
7: like, you're talking about how comfortable he is. JD's walking into his kitchen and be like, Morning, waffle time,
3: waffle time. Won't you have some waffles of mine? But as, an, but as actors, was this something that Bill was like, this is how the song goes? Or was it something that John C. made up? Or was it something that, you know what I mean? Because
7: I probably made it up. I don't know if John C's is the um, stupid, silly jingle um, maker-upper like I am. Because right. I could I have a whole career as a jingle writer Donald.
3: <laughs> Word? Oh, Why yeah. aren't you doing that? There's so much money in it not really no there's not there's no money, yeah. <laughs> yeah there is in that dudley moore movie funny what was the Dudley yeah moore movie? what year was that dude yeah they were freaking killing it
7: but you know who wrote oh, round who ball wrote rock
1: john that? tesh
7: john tesh john tesh oh,
3: dude john tesh john tesh rock. wrote more jingles than have you ever you seen john can believe have you ever seen john tesh at red rock no, I don't know what that is. It's him playing oh dude it's at like, the venue? Is, yeah, wait. Yeah. That that's
6: where he did the round ball rock thing.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
6: Red that's Rocks is it. the a venue in Colorado. Oh, so Red Rocks I've heard yeah, of. Red yeah, Rocks. beautiful yeah, yeah, outdoor yeah. our venue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he go but oh, um Donald, I thought you'd be impressed that I know. That's fucking John Texas' greatest hit. You guys have seen the video where he describes coming up with
7: that, right? No, but do you think he made do you think that was just a buyout or did he make nine zillion dollars off of it? What?
3: I don't know. Maybe could be. Wait, a what, Dan?
7: Thing. What was unique about him coming up with it?
6: Oh, it's just—it's just so funny because he sends himself a voicemail where he's like, <laughs> "Hey, uh, listen, just remember this one for later." All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. And it's just like a voicemail he plays at Red Rocks for everybody. I'm gonna find the video. I'll send it to you. Oh, that's
3: funny. <laughs> no, but there's a lot of. If you're interested in this topic,
7: for those of you, for those of you who are a little bit confused, uh, John Tesh was the host of a sh- of Entertainment Tonight for basically most of our childhood and lives. Him
3: and Mary Hart.
7: Yeah, and that was. This is back when there weren't all these other streaming things. So it was like, what was on? You watched Entertainment Tonight, and he was an entertainment journalist. And he had this side hustle, which was probably way more lucrative than being an entertainment anchor, uh, where he would write jingles. And if you look up, uh, if you Google it, he wrote a lot of fucking music and a lot of jingles you know. No, he was a concert pianist, dude. Okay. Well, I'm saying he also, in addition to the that song, what is that, the NBA fucking mm-hmm. jingle, uh-huh. he wrote a lot NBA of other on the,
3: ones. It's actually only the NBA on the NBC. That's what he wrote. All right. Well, right. I wouldn't it, have known that. Well, it's not—it's not the NBA song anymore. You don't hear that song anymore. You know what
7: else he what wrote? Said. You know what else he wrote? What you trying to get into,
3: a day, <laughs> No, he did not. What you no, he did to not. Do? no, he did not. <laughs> do not give that man credit for writing that.
7: But I'll tell you what—I could—I could pull up on my phone uh, in a similar way when when Donald and I were about to do the podcast. I said we got to have a dope theme song, and I played to Donald like. Something like this and then Donald sent something back to me like riffing on it. Someday I'll have to play you. And that's what we sent to Charlie, who then went and made it dope.
3: Well, it was a genius idea. You were like, it should be like the Jeffersons. And I was like, Oh shit. But we turned it into like and I know we're just reminiscing. We turned it into a freaking fire. <laughs>
7: it's, bop, a, it's a pop It's a bop. It's a, a bop. bop it's a bop. All right. We have a fan and we're gonna go to break. We will be right back after these words.
1: Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit HER2results.com to learn more.
7: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, read a book, show up for a friend.
3: A lot of people spend their lives wishing they had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it your priority.
7: Therapy personally for me has helped me a lot. Focus on my goals. And you've heard me talk on the podcast of the whole idea of whiteboarding and manifesting and, and really getting clear with myself what I want to accomplish in my life and where I want to set my sights.
3: If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try.
7: It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule.
3: Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make
7: time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com realfriends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash real friends.
3: Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix sleep mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our best sleep yet.
7: The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall
3: sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes.
7: And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress.
3: Everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences.
7: Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door
3: for free. Helix is offering 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now.
7: Daylight savings time is starting up again for most states. The goal? To give everyone more daylight from March through November. By setting clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner.
3: There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash realfriends. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people.
7: Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why 4 out of 5 employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash real friends once again that's ziprecruiter.com realfriends slash real friends zip Recruiter, the smartest way to hire
3: Welcome ladies back. and gentlemen we're back we're back we're
7: back we're back with the amanda kababi give it to her donald give her the give her the oprah
3: amanda
4: kababi holy shit yes
7: <laughs> uh, it's, like, true. Holy shit. it's true amanda it's real it happened
4: hi i'm hi. not gonna lie i started drinking wine because i was nervous and i was like i don't know if that's a good or bad thing so we'll we'll figure it out i guess
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking wine too it's okay oh really
7: i hey. thought we had a no new uh let's not drink during the podcast rule donald <laughs>
3: Okay. Well, I I, I I I I broke that rule. Oh, I, I see. Broke that
7: okay, rule. good to know. Amanda, you're welcome to drink. Welcome to the <laughs> program. How are you? Where are you? What's going on?
4: I'm good. I am in my apartment in Hoboken, New Jersey.
7: Represent Ooh. Hoboken. Jersey
4: provoking in the house (laughs) i am jersey through and through in one of those ways where i'm like suburban jersey not jersey shore jersey i'm sure yes like me
7: yes yes we people like us don't like the that jersey shore stereotype because that's not us are you a saku sushi eater Oh my god. He's gonna he's just gonna drop the few Jersey things he knows. He knows like a jersey city. In Hoboken. Sushi place. When
3: you get that when you get the app well, it's the best sushi you can find. Is in it in Hoboken free. or Jersey City? It's in Hoboken. When you no. get the opportunity, Saku, when you get a chance. Saku, Saku, Hoboken. Right. Saku Hoboken. Saku Hoboken. Remember I said this to you. Saku, you know why they call it Bro Boken,
7: Amanda?
4: Because of all the bros.
7: Frat boys. There's a lot of frat boys. Is it still mm-hmm. that way? When I was when I was around, it was like, oh, I'm not going to Bro Boken.
4: Uh, very much so. So I also went to Rutgers university and I hey. feel like it was very much, you, did you go to Rutgers too?
6: No, I just have a lot of friends who went to Rutgers. <laughs>
4: yeah. Love it. Well, it just, it felt like we like graduated Rutgers and some people weren't ready and they moved into downtown Hoboken.
7: Yeah. I remember the percentage of baseball hats
3: backwards, uh, was very high. <laughs> also Hoboken floods like a
4: beast. Doesn't it? It absolutely. I moved to the top of the hill. I pay, a. Uh, fucking astronomical amount in rent but i don't flood luckily <laughs> right
7: on uh did you vote amanda you know today just this is made before you answer this is oh good you're wearing a voting t-shirt uh, schoolhouse rock one <laughs> just to remind uh uh you amanda this is airing on election day tuesday so we're encouraging everyone who hasn't to vote but you're wearing a voting t-shirt so you did vote
4: I'm wearing. Well, I'm going to drop it off this weekend. I have okay. it here. I'm going good. to drop
7: good. it off. Thunderous applause, Dan. Thunderous <laughs> applause. Turn key is turned. Okay, <laughs>
1: Thank you.
7: Good. Um, Jersey. Um, not usually a swing state, but. I think we usually go blue, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. It's so. today. It's today. Yeah. What do you do, Amanda, for, for to pay for your fancy uh, apartment?
4: <laughs> well, I am a video producer. I work in development. So like video development, TV development at Hearst Magazines. Uh, so we have like Cosmo Esquire, Men's Health. I know you guys are always talking about Men's Health.
7: Yeah, Donald and I want to get on the cover. Um, if we get our abs enough, if you could uh, put in a recommendation for us.
4: I will hook it up. I will do what I can.
7: <laughs> my life goal is to one day, before they shovel me in a hearse, to have my abs so impressive that they're like, he's got to be on the cover of Men's Health.
3: Come on, guys. Oh, dude. Right? that I want to be a gnat, and you know what I want to do? That one and People's Most Beautiful. Like, I've been dying for that one. I know I'm getting a little long in the tooth and everything like that. But oh, you mean
7: Sexiest Man Alive? That's not going to happen for you, dude. <laughs> oh. No, you can be in Most Beautiful, but you're, not. you're too old to be the sexiest man alive.
4: You never know. You never know.
7: I think you're the sexiest man alive. Don't give me that face, but it's usually someone younger, like a... <laughs> You know, it's younger, younger kind of thing. No, okay, I take it back. I'm sorry. Can you? Yeah, he's lost the ability to speak, which is so, which is so
3: hard for him. I really fucked him up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It looks
4: like he's in pain. It's fine. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry.
3: By the way, speaking do, you have, of, do you have a question, Amanda? <laughs> yeah.
7: By the way, I, by the way, I digress for a moment. Um, when we uh, last week talked about virtual uh, having sex uh, via uh, VR with each mm-hmm. other everyone and their cousin weighed in that there is of course a black mirror episode episode. about this so thank you for reminding us if you don't watch black mirror watch black mirror but there's a very very fascinating slash bizarrely hilarious interesting commentary on sexuality episode of black mirror including vr sex between two hetero friends so there you go I mean, Amanda,
4: <laughs> Amanda, Amanda,
7: Amanda, you have a question for us to cheer Donald up. Uh, the sexiest man alive in my eyes. I,
4: I you can't,
3: you can't. You can't. You can no, no, no. Uh,
4: I'm Amanda. Also- I, I, I
3: am. I am not the sexiest man alive, according to Zach. Brown. my if If I put out a friend, magazine, oh. my best friend said to me, "Oh no, you're never gonna get that." Those were his exact words. I'm just gonna put it out there. Oh no, you're never gonna get that. I my heart is oh man I feel bad I don't I don't you I don't, could it's I, just I, usually I, I, like a right Timothy Chalamet. Shut the fuck up! When I look at him, when I, when I look, at you hurt me so bad. You hurt me so
4: bad. Oh shall, shall I bring you together with a question?
7: Yes, please yes. change the subject, Amanda. This is horrible.
4: <laughs> all right well i hope this brings up good memories not bad uh, memories. but one of my questions was so what is the worst trouble the two of you have gotten into together whether it was onset of scrubs or not on set of scrubs
3: how are you going to ask me this question i can't answer this question i can't <laughs> answer this question we got into a lot of trouble that a lot of trouble that we've gotten into we can't even talk about there were there were times where speak carefully I am. I'm trying my hardest to right now. There were times where I was like, I can't believe that should happen,
7: or right. we, we put ourselves. We got ourself, into a lot of we, got into a we lot put, of wacky I positions. can't
3: believe we put ourselves into that situation and that yeah. should happen.
7: Yeah, you don't want to give a lot of money and a lot of fame to two guys in their mid twenties. Um, no, <laughs> and expect that they're not going to. You don't want to do mayhem. it to.
3: You don't want to do it to anyone in their yeah. mid twenties. Not two guys to anyone in their mid twenties. Too so much had, money at a young s- age
7: is not a good thing. We had some adventures, um, and uh, and that's all we'll say. As Donald that's it. pours another glass of wine for himself at fucking Cheers. two in the afternoon. Amanda, we'll give you another question because that one we can't really fully answer.
4: <laughs> okay, fine, that's fair. So um, I was actually gonna ask, so Zach, I'm like obsessed with Garden State. So Thank a you. where like High school me would probably literally pass away if she knew this was happening right now. Oh my uh, God. And so I also was like, I'm nerdy where I listened to the commentary and I'm pretty sure I remember you saying something about uh, a bunch of PAs. You had to have them drive really slow on the 405 to create traffic. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. So I work in production also, and I'm constantly asking RPAs to do crazy shit, and yeah. I've had to do crazy shit. So I'm wondering, what is your guys', What's the craziest thing you guys have had to do early on in your career?
7: Um, oh wow, gosh, um, good questions. Those are good questions. Yeah, PAing, I had to do a lot. Of, there's a lot of stuff uh, as a PA that was just stupid and dangerous. They would have us go lock up when you're when you're a production system. They say, but go lock up that street, meaning don't let anyone come down it. And it would be like in a really dangerous neighborhood at night, and I'd be like the little nerdy kid, like being like, "Excuse me, everyone, you're not allowed to come down the street." And people be like, "Fuck you!" And I'd be like, "Uh, guys, guys, we're making a video," and like, and there were a few times, I, there are many, many times in Manhattan and at night where I really almost got my ass kicked, begging people to not walk down a street because we were making some like Mariah Carey video or something.
4: (laughs) You were probably Um, a really good fucking PA
7: then. I was a good PA because the rest of the PAs were getting high in the fucking cube truck and like (laughs) not doing, and they, I was so into it. I wanted to be a director so badly. I wanted to be a filmmaker so badly. So they come over the walk and be like, we need PAs doing this. And like, no one would reply. So I'd be like, I'm on it. And I'd run over there and do it. And then they'd be like, okay, now we need a PA to be doing this. And I'd be like, no answer. Cause they're all just fucking getting high. And I'd be like, I'll do that too. And like, <laughs> so I was just running all over the place. I was, I was like, I wanted to be like the best PA in the history of PAs.
4: Oh my God. What about you,
7: Donald? Did you have any odd, crazy jobs? Someone made you do? No. Cause you kind of got it.
3: You were working well, early. You no, kind of, you, you never had a real job. <sighs> no, I did have a real job. Actually. It's an interesting story. Um, so after I had, I had a little bit of success early on in my career, like I did a bunch of commercials and stuff like that. And because of that, I, you know, as a young actor in New York city, I would always go to my agent's office and hang out. And so I got to know my agents and, and made my face very recognizable so that if anything came through, they would be like, yo, we're going to send Donald out on this. I made myself so available there that they needed somebody to work at the front desk. And I was like, yo, you know what? I'll take the job. I'll, I'll, I'll take the job. I'll, I'll do that. And they were like, okay, bet. And so I learned what it was like to be an agent. I sat, I, you know, looked at breakdowns. I, you know, the agents would, you know, write down the, the art, the, the actors and, or artists who they wanted to go out for these parts. And I would, I would, you know, have to type it all up and write the letter and send it out to all of the casting directors for the submissions, right? And I got, I didn't get good at it, but this was a great way for me to submit myself on things that I really wanted to be in. Like if, if it came through and, and my name wasn't on it, I would secretly type my name into that shit and be like Donald Faison. And I put my, my, my headshot in and send it out for submissions. I then get clueless and I got to go out of town for a really long time. But I want to keep the job because, you know, as an actor, you're like, I gotta, you gotta make. I, I'm making money and I'm getting a paycheck, so I'm able to buy the shit I want. And I ask my mom, and I'm like, Mom, will you take over for me? Will you work the desk for me? And she was like, Yeah, absolutely, no problem. And so while I'm away doing Clueless, she works this job for me. And when I come back, I'm like, Okay, Mom, I want my job back. And the agents at my agency were like, No, you know what, Donald. That's no longer your job. We we, we want to <laughs> give it to your mom. And I was like, What? And they were like, Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give it to your mom. And your mom is gonna work as the front desk. So my mom was already working in theater and she was like a director at the National Black Theater in Harlem and she'd you know, she'd worked with a bunch of actors in the community and everything like that. And so she had a real her finger on the pulse when it came to young African-American or old African-American actors in New York City and as time went on working at the front desk she then moved on to become you know an an agent and you know a very successful agent well she tapped into the community that she you know knew very well and now has so many people working on Broadway. Oh, She's yeah. broke so Laz Lonzo, she broke him. Like, you know. To this like, day, oh, when
7: I run into uh, there's so many times I run into African American actors in New York, and their way into me is like, yo, yo, Shirley Faison's my
3: agent. Like they yeah. like they know that that's the way to start talking to me because of Donald. It gets it gets bigger than that though. And then it turns into my mom is now, you know, working with all of these. Like they're uh, Leah Michelle, Kristen Bell, like the... the so she blew anyway. up. The
7: funny thing, your mom took your desk job and then it's like working Girl. She all of a sudden
3: became like a super powerful agent. Within a few years, this happened. Yeah. And it was all because of this odd job that I wanted. Like this wasn't a. I I don't know that many actors that work at their agent's office. No, that just doesn't funny. sound I never right. knew yeah. that
7: trivia about you. See, yeah. even yeah. I am learning Donald Faison trivia on this very podcast.
1: Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit HER2results.com to learn more.
3: Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix Sleep Mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our best sleep yet.
7: The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers,
3: and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your
7: personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress.
3: Everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences.
7: Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free.
3: Helix is offering 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash friends and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now.
2: details.
3: Man, fuck you, man. I ain't going to be, I'm not sexy enough for you. So fuck you, man. You ain't know no trivia about me. You don't care about me. You don't even think I'm
7: sexy. You know, you may have had a shot at that if your wife would allow you to have your ass (laughs) bopping up and down on that fucking show. Women, Women and gay men really like to see a man's ass bounce in a sex scene on tv right joelle amanda <laughs> do you want to weigh in
6: yes.
4: okay. honestly sex yeah. scenes i don't know what is wrong with me they make me so uncomfortable
6: i know i agree
0: because <laughs> so you know how the sausage is made you've seen you've seen <laughs> you how you this is those exactly
6: awkward. what i'm talking about
3: do you remember it makes back you in uncomfortable no it makes listen, you uncomfortable you? zach but you are thrusting, you're throwing me into the fucking fire. No, to I want to say a, something. I want to okay. see your ass. I want to see your ass. If just I so had, you feel uncomfortable. If I, had,
7: if I had your ass, I would write sex scenes into my own movies and just bounce my <laughs> shit. No, but listen, do you guys remember when we were growing up? And, yeah, And then for some reason the character's ass is bouncing. When we were growing up, it, every fucking movie, it was like, and now it's time for the sex scene. It was like yeah. incorporated into the movie.
4: Oh, you that- know I was 11 watching Garden State with that- No sex cinema. scene,
7: we cut around it, we cut the around people,
4: it. The peephole, the peephole scene.
7: Oh Nothing that out. yeah oh yeah sorry I that I remember
4: but being the, like, <gasps> but that, that was meant happened. to
7: be out that was meant to be outrageous. But like the the Natalie scene, we weren't about to do like a fucking sex scene. We like you, we start making out and then you cut to us cuddling. I but do you remember like it was like you couldn't have a movie back in the day where it was like the music would start and they'd be shooting through like the foggy of a uh, uh, lens and you'd like oh my god it's time and people liked it. It was like a turn I guess it was like oh this. Maybe it was like people are on a date and this is going to get them riled up to go home and hook up. But now, in, yes, now in movies, I think it's it's pretty odd, right? To see like a real sex scene. unless there's a Unless there's a genuine reason for it. When it cuts, like, you just want to like, okay, they start making out and then cut to later. We don't need to see them fucking fuck unless, of course, they have Donald's ass.
3: <laughs>
7: what do you guys think on this topic?
3: Yeah, I find sex scenes uncomfortable now uh, in movie theaters, mainly because I, I you know, I tr- movies that were acceptable to us when we were younger. I can't show my kids now, and so mm-hmm. movies that come on and all of a sudden something that's very sexual, and I, I like the fact. I'm sorry, but I like the fact that my kids have no idea what sexual, what sexuality is. What you know, what you know. I, I, I love that fact about them right now. And they don't need to learn about that. And I don't want to tank that. I don't want them to uh, have to see that until they're ready. And I don't. Me personally, I don't think a, a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. Right. I'm
7: just talking about like that so. change in this. I'm not talking about like that, Joelle. What are, you, what are yeah. your thoughts on this? You're a pop culture expert. <laughs> but...
0: Yeah, I think uh, sex scenes are good if they are improving the story, if they're telling story. I don't like when it's like and now like two hot people smashing bodies it's weird but yeah. like normal people the series on hulu like those sex scenes like show how the characters evolve through time and over their relationship and they're like essential to the storytelling and so i feel like yes and also like what you're going to I me mean, you guys are actual actors but i always feel like it's weird to ask actors to to perform them if it's not pertinent to the story I'm like what who is yeah. this for what's happening yeah. i
3: just dis- i disagree with you guys i think sexy scene- i think sex scenes make me uncomfortable but i but i think they're I think everybody loved Game of Thrones and that had some ridiculous, you know, sex scenes in it that had nothing to do with pushing the story forward, you know? And so
6: in the beginning they did, then they started becoming mm-hmm. like, like weird, I thought. Well, and also, also oh, to did. that point, Amelia Clark decided she was not doing mm-hmm. any more nude scenes after the reactions to all that stuff. So I think, you right. know, there was a bit of a cr- gratuitous nature to it that kind of soured what maybe the even George R R, R. Martin was
0: upset with the way some of them were done. He's like, this is not how right. they were written in the book, or why they were there. Right. Right.
3: Well, she did, but that didn't stop them from having them in the show, no, and it was it was, was it was, yeah. it right. was right. very prominent in the show. And we all watched and loved that show, so we can't yeah. really say. I'm not saying that is
7: bad, Donald. I'm just saying well, until the last episode. I'm just saying in the I'm saying the last season. I'm just saying the 80s and 90s it, in a lot of R rated movies. It was like if, you, if you, I, I felt like.
3: People thought it was mandatory. You went to an R-rated movie. You went on your date. But where's our sex scene? You know. I don't know, man. Some of my favorite movies didn't have sex scenes in them, like The Breakfast Club or-, well, you're picking, or I'm
7: talking about like- We could I'm go talking, through
3: all the John Hughes movies. These are big-ass movies for that time, though. You know what I mean? You're
7: picking the wrong genre. I'm talking about R-rated sort of thriller- uh
3: at the movies. time at the time those movies were were out though, we were like, old you're enough like, to not see. Not every those movie movies.
7: has a sex scene. Like Annie, for example. No sex it's scenes it's... in Annie. Miss Hannigan never rides the dick
3: You just, said, the <laughs> dick. Uh, you just <laughs> They cut it. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the best musical number ever. That would have been the best musical number ever. It's, it's hard knock life <laughs> for us. A... No 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 no, no.
5: Oh, right. what's, the one?
3: What's,
6: <laughs> what's the one sorry, what's man. the one? Uh, man, I'm sorry you had to see that.
7: All right, Amanda, it's time for everyone's favorite segment. <laughs> Donald, stop laughing, but I think I've won you back. Ready? It's time to
3: fix your, your life.
7: life. <laughs> all right. How can we help our favorite Jersey girl?
4: Um, all right. Well, so this is not just fixing my life. It's going to fix basically all of my friends' lives also. On it. Ready. So I, I mean, I just turned twenty-seven. It's quarantine. I'm like newly single. All these different things. I think I'm in the throes of a quarter-life crisis.
1: Yes. Um,
4: how does one get through a quarter-life crisis?
7: Oof. ooh. Uh, you got to go through you it. You got to go right. But there is work you can do. There are there are books and podcasts and seminars and one can take action that's what i think. i think i have when i was going through a lot of that stuff i did a lot of work on myself. some of it was as simple as a therapist mm-hmm. um um just to get myself talking, but i i would ask for self-help book uh recommendations. i took workshops. i you know, there's all now there's ted talks. i mean, there's you can't just sit back and uh, like my attitude about life when you're in a crisis mode, if even if it's mild or real crisis like in this episode there's a suicidal story is that you have to be proactive you um, you have you 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 can't just sit and wait for it to fix itself you have to to um to take steps to 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 do the work
4: I mean I have fired so many therapists just because I always pick fights with them (laughs) because that's the kind of person that I am but my brother just told me to read this book uh art of not giving a fuck or something mm-hmm. uh, but i don't a know subtle if guys, art of not giving yeah a fuck. yeah I don't know you guys have any books that you recommend I don't know. i'm not um, a
3: strong reader so
7: you know donald only reads the back of the star wars video game box and then also
3: and <laughs> star wars comics
7: um are also uh, in terms of dating which always cheers people up um, um are you are you actively trying are you on the apps are you trying to meet somebody new
4: yeah, I'm on the apps. The apps just like, I don't know if it's just my area or what produce like a oh, certain quality of. You got a lot of bros.
7: Part. You got a lot of bros there. You maybe have to go to Manhattan. Y- <laughs> you
4: know, and I changed my location to Manhattan. And I don't know if it's like I'm not playing the app game right or what, but I either the people I either don't get any action on the apps or the action I get is like, and literally forgive me, but like the first messages sit on my face. And I'm like, oh. you are not coming. <laughs> Want to take okay
7: uh, that's funny that that's someone's pickup line sit on my face
4: uh, i've gotten that three times in quarantine
7: wow i'm so sorry wow <laughs> these apps man joelle don't worry we're gonna find you a good one not not whatever one she's on <laughs> okay good i look forward to it Trying to, we're trying to set joelle up no one's gonna say sit on my face <laughs> to you joelle we're gonna protect you
0: <laughs> thank you thank um, you very much
7: um well at sure least not advice. on
3: the first freaking dm
0: That's very weird.
3: Say hi first, then
0: ask. Right. right, At least be
3: like, hi, (laughs) my name is Roger. (laughs) Sit on my face. At least
0: that, right? (laughs) Do you mind if I give Amanda some advice on this quarter life crisis situation?
3: Yes, please. You're way smarter on this than anybody. You're probably, yeah, you're the one to go to for this.
0: Uh, I recently, having come out of my quarter life crisis, I was at, you said you're 25? 27. 27. Okay. 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 So you're getting toward the end of the craziness, right? And the best advice I got at that age was, like, 28 and 29 are going to be so hard, but all the work that you're doing, all the stuff you're pushing through, all the things you're discovering about yourself, all the people you're dating and rejecting or or trying to accept, all the friendships that will either fall apart or strengthen during this time, like, all of that will solidify by 30 and then it's like I've learned all of the lessons, right? The very challenging part of your late 20s is over. And like by the time you hit 30, it's like, oh, I get why I had to go through all of that. So it sucks when you're in it. But like, don't panic. It's mm. it's how it's supposed to be. It's The struggle is is fortifying you for all of the great things that are about to happen, right? And you're like very solid in your career, it sounds like. It sounds like you've developed a strong voice you clearly seem to know yourself pretty well so you know give yourself some time maybe find a therapist that knows how to fight you back uh <laughs> my therapist constantly looks at me and goes you know uh is that real what you're telling us? oh maybe not she's like right so you know let's steer also, this direction
5: <laughs>
7: also what i remember writing when i uh about garden state was um that i felt like my teen years were my body's puberty and my 20 years were my mind's puberty yes Because um, there's so much happening. You're figuring out who you are, who you want to be, what kind of relationship you truly want, what kind of job you want, where you want to live, like... All of this is, is happening and it's changing all the time. Just like when you're going through puberty changes and you're like, what the fuck is this new feeling that's happening in your mind? So I would, a big thing I would say to you is don't make it wrong. Like this is normal. I think people start having panic attacks when they go, what's wrong with me? It's like you, I I mean, as you know, I made a fucking movie about it. Like this is, this is a uh, very, very, very normal. Um, everything that's happening to you. And, and so many people are
3: going through what you're going through. I can't, I, not to sound like the the downer of it, but I think everybody's in crisis always, you know what I mean? I think life is so exhausting as it is that we're always, like, when this is over, you're going to find something else to fixate on and mm-hmm. focus on, and 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 that'll be your next dilemma. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you have to go through it and know that this is a journey and know that you're doing this the everything that you're doing now is setting up what comes later. And I think, yeah, you know, I don't recall my 20s being a crisis and maybe because I numbed it by going out and partying and and uh, experiencing, you know, being in a pandemic doesn't necessarily help where yeah. we're at you know what i mean that kind of extra hard kinda... too
7: you're going through these feelings and 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 the dating conundrum during this pandemic which is just so extra hard and right. and uh, i really really feel for you
4: i don't understand people who date on the apps in the middle of covid i'm like you're gonna get it you know what i mean I it's like russian roulette
7: i know especially if you're sitting on people's faces <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't know if we fixed your life, but we at least are here to cheer you on and say uh, we care about you and uh, and you're not alone. And uh, I'm a big proponent of therapy. We promote a a couple of the different apps on here that I have uh, not just bullshit because we promote them. I have friends that use them and really have gotten great results from them. Good thing about them is if you don't like the person on the first try, you can just keep changing until you find somebody you like. And I think people have gotten good results of that. Just to, I have a, I know a lot about therapy because I have two parents that are psychologists, so I've gotten a lot of success out of a type of therapy called uh, someone who's a cognitive behaviorist. Because I've done enough talking about my past, I've done enough like oh I was sad when they made fun of me. And at this point, my, a cognitive behaviorist is a little more like let's talk about the plan. It's a little more like a coach being like here's the plan for this week. You don't want the X to happen, then we're going to do Y. You want you want to be more like this, then we're going to do this. Um, so if that, that type of therapist has uh, been very helpful to me in, in my life, you might seek someone like that out.
4: The life coach.
7: Yeah. And, and, and it, cause I, I, some people like to lie on a couch and, and, and talk about the pain they've experienced and that works and is helpful. And some people need to do that. I'm not minimizing it. I've done plenty of it. I'm just saying at this point in my life, and again, I'm, I'm much older than you, but I, I've gotten a lot of help out of someone who's like, okay, I hear what you're feeling. I hear where you want to get to. I hear that you're stressed about this or this. Here's the plan for this week that's going to be put in place by us as a team to make you
6: get there. And that could be finding a partner. That could be finding a job. That could be whatever you fucking want it to be. I would also just like to add one thing to what Zach is saying, is that like when you're doing your Googles for this kind of thing, make sure that you search both words like life coach, but also specifically cognitive behavioral therapy. Because they're different things that have similar goals, and you just might get people who are life coaches who are going to help you work through stuff. But I really back up what Zach is saying when you can have someone who's professional with experience give you like A, B, C. And that's yep. really going to come from a cognitive behavioral therapist. And I always feel because I know I'm going to talk to him once a
7: week that I, it's like I have to have my homework done. Like I yeah. want to I I impress him. So I'm always like, oh, I'm going to do that shit I promised him I would do because I I made a commitment. Anyway, I'm rambling. I think we can say you're welcome, right, Donald? Can we say you're welcome? <laughs>
3: I mean, I mean. Maybe I mean, half. You're welcome. No, we could say you're welcome. We've set her on a path. We've, we've, given, her her, a path. Uh, we've given her some tools that she yeah. can use to better herself uh, and take this journey that she's on into a positive direction and not yes. fall into the abyss that the is most,
7: depression. The most powerful thing you need to know is that you are not alone. You are not alone. Everybody deals with this shit. I think some people spiral out because they go, what's wrong with me? No, what's wrong with you is that you're a human being and everybody deals with this. And all these people you see on TV and the reality shows living these fucking bullshit lives, it's all bullshit. They deal with it too. And uh, you are not alone. Everybody goes through it, okay? That's right. No, one's,
3: no one's truly happy.
7: Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> no, some people are happy, but, I, but, but everybody has their demons they battle. Everybody has their, their, their sources of pain. And, uh, and I think it's very important for you to know that you're not alone. All right, Amanda, my favorite Jersey girl.
4: Thank you, thank you, thank you.
7: Bye, guys. Bye, Amanda. Let's take a break. We'll be right back after these fine words.
1: Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit her2results.com to learn more.
3: Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix Sleep Mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our best sleep yet.
7: The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers,
3: and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And
7: your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a hundred night trial and a 10 to 15 year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress.
3: Everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences.
7: Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free.
3: Helix is offering 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts
5: now.
7: we got to talk more about the show dude people get mad that we don't talk about the show
6: enough we got to talk more about the show are you telling me people have grievances with the show oh fucking
8: people have gr- grievance oh, grievance he grievance no. this is oh, a new God. segment that i um i call grievance
5: oh Jesus! you guys
8: have had brandon fraser Tara Reed, Heather Locklear, Shay Serrano. You have so many interesting guests on the show. And you know what you haven't had is one writer of the show. Not one. They listen to it. They know. And uh, so here's the, uh, um, uh, the tough grievance moment for you guys is uh, what follows is three single sentences from three different writers that were on this show for a multiple of years. Uh, there will probably be a clue in their sentence But uh, unless you can identify these three writers uh, by the sentence clue, I'm afraid I'm going to have to pull the plug on our podcast.
7: (laughs) On our podcast. Ready?
8: Get your thinking caps All right, wait, so are you guys ready.
7: Wait, wait, I have a question, Daniel. Yes, These yes, are yes. sentences that Bill's going to say that we should know who the... Per- no, oh, the writers no. themselves. The writers themselves well, have submitted three know.
6: sentences. Of course you're going to know. All three sentences are going to play out. There's a tiny space between each one, and then the answer is a separate file, but we'll let everybody answer All right, first. Donald, you, you might want to
7: write down your answers
6: because it's it's, they're going to play them in an order. Everybody ready? There's a small yeah, yeah. bit of silence in between each one.
8: Okay. I have a lot of kids... I like musical
2: theater and I don't listen on Fridays, which is today. So I'm not listening. Jewish. <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> all right. All right. I got them all.
3: Okay. I think I got them too.
7: All right. Okay. Uh, the first one's Tim Hobert. Easy. Tim Hobert. Uh, Gabby is the second one. Gabby is the second one. And, uh, and I think Neil, and Neil is
3: Neil the Goldman. Last one. Neil, Neil Goldman is yeah. the last one. Yeah, yeah, All right, let's
6: yeah. hear right. You guys ready? Yeah.
8: yeah. Oh, my God. You guys better have gotten Tim Hobart, Gabby Allen Greenberg, and Neil Goldman. Or, um, <laughs> was... well, I mean, I got to be honest. Or the podcast is over. <laughs> and that would bum out a lot of people. Because uh, I do love my podcast.
3: That was the Fingers easiest. Crossed. That was the
8: I like that game
7: though.
3: Yeah, that was easy though. That was, that was really fun, easy though. though. That was fun though. It was good to hear their voices also. Is he still yes, going? I
8: said five, six, seven, eight. Oh! Oh,
3: oh, no, 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 no. Daniel, no, no.
8: We're going
7: Danil. long. Daniel, we're, we're going long.
3: We're already at an hour 23. And we baby. have barely
7: talked about the fucking show. We got to speed through it now. Okay. Um, who should we have on? Who do you think would be the best guest of those
3: three? I mean, I they'd all be all good, of-
7: don't get me wrong, but who, would you, who should we choose first? I think,
3: I, I honestly believe that we should break them off into little groups, you know what I mean? Well, Gabby, by the way, Gabby, uh, uh, in terms of coming up next, um,
7: Gabby um, is the first, I'm looking at the schedule, is, wrote, for some reason, wrote the next two. That's let's, impossible. But let's she, do it. She was, she, yeah, so maybe Gabby. Let's, let's reach out and see if she wants to do it. Okay, Joelle, will you get – I don't have uh, – I I may not have her email anymore. Will you get her from us? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure everyone would also like to heal from a very successful female comedy writer in Hollywood. Who wouldn't love absolutely. to hear about that?
3: Absolutely. Um All um, right. Can we talk about this fucking show, Scrubs, Donald? <laughs> <Be wrong laughs> why, why do you have to put that type of handle on it? Oh, what What
7: about, why is that guy sitting next to the dartboard in a bar? That's just, that guy is the worst seat in the world. He's literally sitting next to a dartboard as Sarah and, uh, and, and, and Judy try and throw darts. I was like, that's a bad seat, buddy.
3: Yeah, it was. I think it's for comedy.
7: Yes, yeah, so I, I, I had a feeling it was for comedy. <laughs> I think it's know. for comedy. <laughs> Patrick uh, Bolton, uh, our set dresser friend, was the bartender in that scene.
3: How about uh, Elliot having hair on her lower back?
7: Yes. I think a lot of uh, women probably do have a thin layer of hair back there.
3: Okay. I don't know. Um, Eric Estrada, Ponch, that was great, right? Eric Estrada, uh, one of my heroes as a youth. Everyone loved chips growing up. Me too.
7: I got to tell you, my dad was so anti-gun that we were not allowed to have toy guns. And he was so anti-toy gun that when I had the john doll they it was like a ken doll sized john from chips he he took the little one centimeter gun away from me wasn't allowed to have the chips gun that's how antsy gun my dad was yeah well you know so sorry that's yeah.
3: that's how it is
7: i should buy that doll on ebay and and, and, and play with the gun <laughs> uh, we Donald and course. I did a very funny photo shoot. I I don't know if we've mentioned this before. You guys can google it. Um, it was for people a magazine I think Donald and uh we dressed up like Eric Estrada and John from Chips. We did. And because I have blonde hair, I have a wig on, I assume. Uh, everyone of course says I look like Dak Shepard like they do no matter what I fucking do. And, and because uh, and because I oh, put a then, wig
3: and because I put a wig on and uh I look like Bruno Mars. I had a possibility at that time to be uh, one of America's most sexiest men oh or God. people's most sexiest men. <laughs> oh you God. know what I mean? Which
7: was really interesting. And then and then, you know, Dax went on to make the Chips movie, which is too which which, you know, I was happy for him because he's an awesome guy. But you know, you and I would have been a great Ponch and John. I can't play uh Ponch man. No, you don't have to be a Hispanic Ponch, you could be African American zanch.
3: I I think I think we're doing a (laughs) disservice to all of the Latino. We don't uh, have to do the exact thing.
7: We could do California Highway Patrol on motorcycle. Anyway, we can't do it anyway. Dax did it. All
3: right. One of my favorite lines in the show: "Sweet dancing Jehovah, I punctured my brain." (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) I laughed at that one.
7: That was funny. Kelso, deaf, and everyone every time he walks by, just saying all that shit to him.
3: Yes. And then and then and then Ted missing the missing the bus and coming in a little too late after was ears funny when he says giving him the business
7: he goes there you are you deaf bastard he he was like it's like no one had told Ted until it was too late and he finally he had it all he had it all stored up ready to go that was fucking funny
3: like dude like you over time you kind of gotta feel sorry for Ted man like oh my gosh dude it's like First of all, his boss is a jerk to him, mm-hmm. and then second of all, he never seems to catch a break. No, ever. nothing,
7: nothing ever. ever works out for him. Ever, nothing <laughs> ever works out for him. What about Wacka at the carnival? Wacka newbie, newbie.
3: Yeah, yeah. What about the fact that JD can't get, uh, can't use the the giant mallet to get the to ring the bell at the carnival? Also, yeah,
7: I can. By the way, but you know what is true about me. <laughs> <laughs> If one thing that is true about me, and uh, you can call me a nerd or a dork or a, what other other synonyms are there, guys? A geek. I, you, a geek. You, you haven't uh, said one bad word yet. Um, <laughs> I do get nauseous on rides. Oh. Oh, uh, I really do. First of all, I cannot fuck with like a teacup situation. Like for your, li- your whole life.
3: Your whole life.
7: Yeah, I don't like them. I will go on a fast roller coaster that's straight and fast and takes big curves. I'm fine with that, but I cannot do anything spinning. I don't like the fucking thing that drops no the haunted mansion. Yeah, like I've terror. done oh, that. What? I, uh, it makes you want to puke. Oh my um, gosh! That's you know my that favorite thing? Ride that, at the ha- cheap it-
3: rides? The cheap thing that spins and the floor drops out? Yeah. No. Oh my gosh! Yeah. You know what? As I've gotten older, there's certain things that I can't do anymore. Like, I used to be able to get on roller coasters and all of that stuff, no problem, and get on them over and over again. My 40th birthday, we went to Disneyland, and I remember this very well uh, because Disney sponsored the trip and they hooked it up to where I we, you know, we had a guide and everything. They hooked it up for a person who's worked for Disney for a really long time. And we were able to get on the California Scream like five times. Nice. In a row.
6: That's the one that does the, the loop. Does the
3: loop. Do you want to go again? Yeah. Do you want to go, yeah. go again? Yeah, we want to go, yeah, go again. And we did it again. Do you want to go again? Yeah, we want to go again. And we did it again. Do you want to go again? I don't know. Yeah, we want to. We I bought all my... I bought, This is the thing that I like to do for my birthday. I like to invite all of my friends and their kids and let the kids have fun cuz i like to have a like a like i'm a disneyland type of birthday like i'm a 46 year old man who likes we to know. go to disneyland we Right, know. okay so anyway then my nephews my nieces my freaking my you know a bunch of youth is with us you want to go again yeah we want to go again the kids i'm like oh no i don't think i can do it for the rest of the day you know when you get that when you get that nauseous that's like <coughs> when you make this sound <coughs> I never had that. What is okay? It's the sound. It's you're trying to freaking relax your mouth from. You know how you get water. Did you puke? I did not puke, but for the rest of the day, I I had to go. I for the rest of the day, I was going like this though.
7: I went. I went trying to get
3: my tongue to get that nauseous. I went, and everyone
7: was like, "We're going again." I was like, "I'm not," and I was like the I was like the the parent that like waited by the exit (laughs) for everybody.
3: That that's that's that yeah. It 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 ruined. The, not my birthday, but it ruined the, the fact that I was like, I don't know if I'll ever get on roller coasters again. And so since then, I've, I can only do roller coasters one time. And when I get off, I always feel that little bit of nausea.
7: That, oh, oh, that's Robot for goodnight? I mean, what the hell was that? I, I must have I made know. that up. I don't know what the hell know. was going on there. How about <laughs> um, the
3: janitor getting a freaking new job because Kelso's deaf, and he turned it into like a radio show where he's freaking dissing people?
7: By the way, speaking of being dorky, I was the guy in high school who did the announcements. Really? Cool. Yes. And I remember thinking, I mean, you know, with, with a group. There For was all group four years? Those, there all four
3: years? All four years? There all was four a team.
7: Years? There was, no. Okay. The team, there, was, there, there was a team. You know, you had your sports team. Well, I had my announcements team.
1: I didn't and, play on any
7: sports team in high school. No, I'm making a joke saying like, you know, like as though, it was a, as though it was a team and we had like we had like practice where we'd be like, mommy, maybe match my M&Ms, <laughs> the lips and the, dip, the, dip the tongue. Um, yeah, I would do the announcements. And I remember thinking I was really cool doing the announcements. It's powerful. Um,
3: did you play like did you play like a xylophone where you like do 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 do?
7: No, I remember. I remember. I think we had to do the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, and it was written down so you didn't fuck it up. Little mistake at I think it's sixteen thirteen in Nicole Sullivan's room uh, when we're at, well, the last time we're meeting with her. There's no door on the hinges. If you're someone who likes um, fuck ups in movies, for some reason the grips must
3: have taken off the hospital room door, but you can just see the hinges sitting there. There's no door yeah. on the room. That's interesting. You know, if you if you if you caught that, you're not yeah. watching the show. But anyway,
7: (laughs) I like to I like to look in the both the background and the foreground while I'm doing this podcast, uh, Donald, because I want to deliver. well, while doing the
3: while doing the podcast, absolutely. If you're you're listening to this and you're wanting to catch fuck ups and stuff. Yeah, we're going to try and catch that, too. But watching movies and watching TV shows now and not being able to get into it because I'm noticing what's going on in the background or noticing what's going on because of mess ups and stuff like that. Mm hmm. I try not to do that now. I try to enjoy a movie as much as I can. I imagine it's got to be very difficult for you, Zach, being a director. And- I always
7: look at stuff in the background, yeah. and sometimes it hurts my experience. But that is uh, the price I pay, Donald, for being a, a, uh, a movie maker. One of the last lines we say is you can never underestimate the importance of listening. And I think that's um, a very simple but very smart sentence, that so much miscommunication comes from no one
3: really truly listening to each other. It's hard to listen. That's one of the hardest things to do. In life. you know, it's, it's a simple thing to do, but it's actually hard to shut your brain off and yeah, listen be- to somebody else's uh, stuff. Yeah, because you're, you're,
7: our brains are going, oh, what's the thing I'm going to say next? Oh, he just reminded me of a story that now I'm going to tell. Oh, what's for dinner? And I strive to be someone that can be truly looking at you and listening when you talk to me.
3: That's one of my hardest things to do, and I've, i i I've, I've told stories about this before, you know meeting my idols like George Lucas and stuff and not being able to listen because I was so geeked it's a it's a it's a really good thing if you can listen to someone and hear because there are so many times in my life where if I would have listened, maybe the outcome of somebody else's life would have been better, but because I was caught up in my own shit. And didn't listen, things were different. Uh, I'm sure everybody feels that, but this is an, this is something that is uh, this is something that I I think we all we we all take for granted the ability to listen.
7: Yes. So listen to each other and listen to us as we end this show and beg you to vote. I am literally going to get down on my knees and no, ask you're not. you. I will Way watch. Not. Watch, I'll do this it. This is right real. Now. This is actually wow, happening. Wow, he's doing
6: it. He's, oh, he's on, his on his knees. Right he's, 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 down he's on my knees. He's
3: clasped his hands together as if praying to a deity. Um,
7: I'm, 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 I've never asked you, listener, for anything. Um, please vote. Today is the day. Go make it happen. Even if you've got to wait in line, bring some snacks, bring a lawn chair, bring a podcast. If you've listened to all of this one, try another one. Yes. Oh, I, have I just a- figured out how my I've been wondering how my dog gets in and out of the vegetable garden and I just caught that little bitch and I can call her a bitch because it's a female dog. I just caught how that little bitch is getting into my vegetable garden. I just saw her sneak out one of the fucking gate. Okay, problem solved. You guys go vote. We love you. Oh, um I have merch, a quick question. I have plenty a quick of merch. Question. Go to the uh, cottonbureau.com uh and then uh, type in fake doctors to find all the merch. What Donald? A quick question.
3: What? What do you say to the people who didn't register to vote now at this point? And we're speaking all of this. I think
7: there, there are some states where you can go on the day. Uh, you can, if, if you're listening and you never registered, I think just go to iwillvote.com and you yeah. can find uh, the answer. Some states you can show up on the day. There it is. All right, count us out, Donald. We love you, everybody.
3: Five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, stories about show we made about a bunch of. The nurses in a cannula who love to hate I said he's the story that you all should know So gather around to hear our gather around
7: to hear our scrub wash with Zack and
1: Donna mm-hmm. Could these study results apply to your life If you or a loved one are living with her two positive metastatic breast cancer take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit HER2Results.com to learn more.
7: Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tecova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tecova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners.
3: Tecovis will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tecovis.com.
7: Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S.
3: That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And point your toes west.
7: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you.